that not a purpose worth living for? And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at positivehead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal. So our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our, our website. But besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. Uh, lastly, we also recently added a unique new line of t-shirts that have what we call chemistry quotes written out on them that help to spread the positivity as well. So head over to positivehead.com, check out all our wares, pick something up to show us your support if you feel inclined to do so. All right, all you positive heads, welcome 
to another edition of the Positive Headed Podcast. Hey, Dalian. Hey, welcome to another day in eternity now. <laughs> A nondescript date <laughs> right, right. for all of you listening. Uh, what, did, what did you always say? Wednesday at 3 a.m.? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're all sitting, uh, floating in eternity. We got nowhere to be, nothing to do, nothing's required of us. And uh, we've chosen to uh, record this podcast and you've chosen to listen to it. And uh, I think it's a great choice for both of us. So <laughs> thanks for participating, everyone. Yeah. So um, what's going on with you today, Dalian? Anything exciting? I actually have uh, a pretty... I ask you that question, then I'm like, oh, I want to share my story. Uh, <laughs> I had something that was pretty cool because obviously we always like to talk about synchronistical stories on the show and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a pretty cool synchronicity over the last couple of days. So maybe going back a year or so ago, uh, I, I don't remember the details. All I remember is I was going to a restaurant with uh, with Anna, you know, my partner, and meeting my family, and something came up with a synchronicity around a a rose and I'd notice the correlation, you know, as I often do, if there's any sort of like this thing keeps popping up, I'll, I'll, I'll catch it and, and talk about it. And so I was talking about this, you know, uh, rose synchronicity and we go to the restaurant and I'm sharing it with my family just in, you know, conversation and look behind the, uh, look, all of a sudden someone looks behind where, right where I'm sitting. And there's a woman on the wall who was the founder of the restaurant. And they said, uh, Brandon, turn around and look at the woman's name, you know, as you're telling this story. And what was her name? It was Rose. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, fast forward to now, uh, you know, here a year or so later, and you started talking daily uh, about, uh, Rose and, and the energy surrounding, you know, Rose and, you know, the, the essential oil and how, what a high vibration it is. Maybe take a, a moment and explain what you were telling me a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, this was after we released the, um, um, practical ascension podcast, the first lucidity workshop oh, right, we right. released. Yeah. Um, With Dr. Dream, right? Right. Exactly. While Dr. Dream was talking about essential oils, um, he refers to them as having very high frequency, right? Mm-hmm. Very high vibration. In particular, Rose. So he singled out Rose being, um, you know, special. He's got a uh, website called therosefrequency.com. Oh, cool. And uh, so, yeah, so that lingered in my mind. Then the following week, I was experiencing a slight ache, uh, kind of like a kidney ache Mm -hmm. in my lower back. And Mm -hmm. uh, um, at first I wrote it off, but then after like a whole day, uh, it still bothered me. So long story short, I sat there uh, channeling some... Just with the intention of channeling some healing energy into that area of my body. And instantly when I thought, um, oh, okay, I want to send some loving energy, you know, down there in that region, my lower back, the word pink popped in my in my, in my head immediately. And I thought, oh, rose. Yeah, the rose frequency. That's mm-hmm. very healing. So um, I did this for about 15 minutes and the pain subsided almost immediately, Brandon. Wow. It was It was like magic. And and then my, my ache went away completely. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you were telling me this, you, you know, uh, essentially you, you mentioned the Dr. Dream thing and you were talking all about the, the frequency of Rose and how it's, you know, such a high vibration. And uh, I was pretty interested in that. And then you told me about your, your meditation. So it was kind of back on the brain. And I was thinking back to the synchronicity and I was trying to remember exactly what it was with you know a year earlier you know surrounding rose and um and so 
Um, anyway, I, the very next morning I was, uh, my son was getting in the car. He just got a new girlfriend and he had roses for her. And I was like, oh, we were just talking about roses last, you know, Rose and how it has a high vibration last night. So we were driving over to, uh, meet my family yet again for, for uh, a birthday party. And I said, you know, we got talking all about Rose and everything you had just told me that, you know, from the Dr. Dream, uh, podcast and what I'd heard there. And I was also explaining, like, I recently started using Rose, just randomly, Rose Dr. Bronner soap. So all this Rose stuff is kind of coming up again the very next morning. Um, Get to the birthday party. Uh, there maybe an hour or so, my brother Ryan says, hey, check this out. This is cool. And he shows me a a post from Dr. Wayne Dyer's Facebook page. And the post uh, is a picture of, uh, Dr. Dyer with, uh, I can't remember if it was a rose or a flower, just a flower in general, but, uh, with the picture, it said, uh, Serena, and that's Dr. Dyer's daughter. Serena posted the photo below of her dad with this poem since he died five months ago today. Then shortly after she posted it, her husband, daughter, and herself were at breakfast. A woman she had never met or seen before came up to her and said to her daughter, sailor, I think your mommy would like a flower and handed her a rose. Roses are Wayne's favorite flower. Serena had tears of gratitude run down her face. It was definitely a sign from him. Here is the photo of her with the flower in the original poem in his picture that she posted, uh, you know, before this happened. And the, and the poem is, what if you slept? And what if in your sleep you dreamed? And what if in your dream you went to heaven and there plucked a strange and beautiful flower? And what if when you awoke, you had that flower in your hand? Ah, what then? I think that's a really beautiful poem. And so as my brother is showing me this, I'm reading, I'm getting chills because of all the, you know, stuff lining up in the last 12 hours or so. Guess what's sitting right behind him, Dalian? As he hands me this, I I look at him and I'm like telling him, oh my gosh, like here's synchronicity. Right behind him on my sister's window is a stained glass rose, a giant stained glass rose, like literally behind his head. And so anyway, that is my cool synchronicity. Maybe some of you guys out there will have uh, some sort of rose interaction today. And uh, if so, we'd love to hear about it. Share, please drop us a, a message through the site and and continue the rose story. And, I, you know, it's the second time in a year or so that I've had synchronicities with rose. So um, I don't know exactly how to interpret it or what it means uh, other than it's something that I'm going to continue to pay attention to and watch out for. And uh, it's just like a fun, fun way to play with the universe. And what, it, you know, what is it all trying to get at? Indeed. Uh, is it just to say, hi, wink, wink, you know, you're on the right track. It can be. It doesn't have to have some deep, profound meaning other than there's something going on. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the verdict is still out. Maybe there will be more information to come (laughs) yeah exactly i I think i've got an idea about a couple of clues that this is dropping like for example since rose is associated with love and the whole pink energy is so high vibration right right? i think it's got to do with love being such a powerful force in the universe just because i've gotten a few reminders of that lately but if that's the case then it can certainly uh throw a lot of pink energy at you and just like throw roses in your in your way and Roses in your general direction. <laughs> yeah, like um, blanket your path with roses like you're like a movie star or a prince. Exactly, <laughs> the primrose path. Um, so, all right then, now I would like to welcome the lovely Anna Balan to the show. Hello, Anna. 
Hi, Brandon. It's good to be back after yeah, a little bit. I know. It's been a minute, huh? Yeah. Anna is going to be reading the positive pondering breakdown of the day. What do you got for us, Anna? All right. Here we go. Your energy introduces you before you even speak. As a society, we always talk about first impressions, since being liked and accepted by our peers and colleagues is an important factor in establishing relationships that can benefit us from anything such as personal to career goals. We spend a lot of time and resources to construct our outward appearance to convey what kind of person we are, whether we want people to think we are a free-thinking bohemian who just rolled out of bed or a high-level business executive who gets all of their clothes fresh-pressed daily. We even pay attention to our body language, extending strong handshakes, standing straighter when we want to appear more assertive, or tilting our head when we want to appear understanding. But under all of this lies an even more important factor that most of us don't consider when making our first impressions, and that is our energy imprint. Your energetic imprint is that which makes up the sum of your being from the moment you are born to the moment you die. You could even call it your soul imprint and extend it as far as your entire soul lifespan. But for the sake of keeping on track, we will refer to it as your imprint in this physical life. It is the blueprint you make up to define who you are as a person, what your values are, what your conditioned beliefs are, and what experiences have shaped all of this and so forth. Some people call this your aura or your magnetic field, and I believe these can be interchangeable because all of these serve a purpose of defining what it is you are attracting into your life and what it is that you are putting out. So under your outward appearance, this is who you are. We are quite attached to our physical bodies, and rightfully so, because they are our vessels for this journey and we need to take care of them. But at the end of the day, as vehicles, they are simply transporting a bigger essence, which is our energetic being. Have you ever met someone and instantly got a really good feeling about them? Maybe they didn't have the fanciest clothes or the best hair. You know, the things that we've been told a good person would go out of their way to achieve. But regardless, you had an intuitive feeling that this person has good intentions. This person's energy might have allowed you to let your guard down, and you felt as if you could trust them. What was it about this person? I think that a combination of things such as an openness to share their real feelings and experiences with you, a genuine willingness to help, and a viewpoint of you both as equals are key factors. This person was not hiding anything from you, they did not have ulterior motives, and they were not trying to manipulate you in any way. Pretty much, this person knew what they had to offer and they were content with it. They were happy with who they were and did not need approval or praise from others to make them feel worthy. They were a self-sustained container not requiring an input of energy from others or draining others of their energy to make themselves feel good. On the other hand, you might have encountered the best-dressed person with the most impressive resume, a big circle of friends, and an outgoing personality. But somehow, there still seemed to be something off, and you didn't get a good feeling about them. No matter what this person has, looks like, or does, you still don't feel comfortable around them. You can't let your guard down, you always feel like you're being sized up by them, and you feel like no matter what you do, it is not enough to please them. This is a classic case of interacting with someone who is dependent on the energy of those around them to validate themselves. By constantly depriving you of your own energy in their subconscious quest for approval, you are the one who ends up being depleted. 
This person still has a lot of struggles they need to work through internally before they can stop project- projecting their energetic imprint on others. Now, which example are you? What kind of energy are you putting out when people meet you? Is it an open, non-judgmental, equality-based energy? Or is it one that is hungry for approval, based on a system of superiority? Perhaps it's somewhere in the middle, since we all have our good and bad days. An easy and honest way to determine this is by determining, when I meet people, I want them to think I am blank. When you fill in the blank, is it smart, cool, capable, beautiful, loving, kind, etc.? On which end of the spectrum does your answer fall? Is your presentation of yourself based on the outside opinions of others, or is it self-sufficient? If people don't think of you as your desired description, does it make you upset or do you not care? It can become a little complicated at times, especially mixed with different situations and even different personas that we sometimes have to play. But at the core level, your energetic imprint does not change unless you specifically work on altering it through work of self-actualization. So next time you meet someone, forget about what you look like, that is only a shell, and many of us use it as a mask. Instead, focus on what you feel like. Speak your truth, and not just what you think people want to hear. Your energy will do the rest. Wonderful. I I love the technique that you give for you know, you suggest is, you know, when I meet people, I want them to think or feel blank about me. And I think that is a, you know, being honest with yourself is the, mm-hmm. is the key to all self-transformation and self-growth. Yeah. And, and I think that when you fill in that blank and you really determine what you want people's perception of you to be yeah, or what kind of energy you're putting out. Uh, When I talk about which end of the spectrum are you in, I was referring to, are you a self-sufficient container Mm -hmm. or are you still trying to outwardly pull from others, you know, to kind of validate or, and you know, and it's okay, whichever end of the spectrum you're on, because as I said, we all have our good and bad days. Sometimes you might be feeling a little down and you need that outward encouragement, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, other days you're feeling way better and it goes the opposite direction. So, yeah, I, I, I believe that getting energy from other people when it is a reciprocal positive interaction is very good. And of mm-hmm. course you have people you hear it referred to as energy vampires yeah. who become master manipulators. I, yeah. I can think of some that I've known in my own life and had interactions with where it's just their whole gig becomes, how do I manipulate uh, to get energy from you? And yeah. it's not even necessarily, a lot of times it's unconscious. They don't even understand yeah, that's exactly. the way it's they're- their, It's their projection. So it's really important for you to just- you know, like you said, instead of what is someone saying, how do how do I feel in their presence? Mm-hmm. And the more you pay attention to how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, I believe strongly that you give away everything about yourself energetically. You know, I've heard it said, of course, as we all know, and science even backs now, we have energy, our, our energy projects outward way beyond our physical yeah, form. And some people refer to that as your aura. So, yeah, you know, right, right. Your aura, aura has or, an infinite amount of layers and uh, it directly correlates to your chakra system. Right. And so your chakras, when you and I are in the same uh, physical space, are I'm getting information from you, not just through the five senses. Our, our auras are co-mingling and our chakras are talking to each other essentially mm-hmm. and information is being passed back and forth and a lot of times we're ignoring those things or we're, all we're doing is you know in this the culture that we live in we've been taught to listen to what someone's saying and what they're right. doing and how do they look and if you instead you know start listening to this 
really higher uh, wisdom <laughs> information. And of course, like anything, if you go to the gym and 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 you know do arm curls, your biceps are going to get bigger. Uh, the same thing with this. You you the more you use and start paying attention to the information and energy that's coming through when you're interacting with someone, the better that you get at it. The better that you get at it. Now, no one can really manipulate you nearly as easily, um, and you can also in turn focus on. You know, if you're trying to take energy from someone else, it's like I said, it's probably for a lot of people unconscious. They don't even realize it. And it's certainly uh, indicates that you need to take a look at where you're getting energy from, because if you really want the real deal, it's like stealing glasses of water from all around you when meanwhile you're sitting on top of a, a an ocean of energy that you're just not tapping into by going within yourself. Well, another thing that I wanted to point out is we always talk about you creating your own reality. So some people might be thinking, well, if I'm creating my own reality, how come this other person, their actions are independent of, you know, what I'm creating around me? Why are they making me feel this way? Why are they acting this way? All that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think the answer to that is in some way, you, they are a reflection of you. Absolutely. And because you both will be kind of encouraging and egging each other on to behave a certain way. And therefore you will recognize something in them that is insecurity of yours. They will also recognize that even if subconsciously and they will continue feeding off of that and Mm -hmm. therefore the projection. So if you often find yourself surrounded by people who just, you don't feel good in their presence, kind of try to maybe, you know, take a closer look at yourself. Like what kind of energy are you putting out? What is making them grab onto your pieces of energy, no matter how tiny they are? Yep. You know, maybe in the morning you had some kind of bad thought about yourself or something like you thought you thought you looked ugly or whatever, you know. And so you go out into the day and you you have that energy floating around you, even if you might be saying, oh, what a beautiful day. I love everyone, you know, but still that I'm ugly. I'm ugly thing is at the bottom of your mind. Other people are going to feed into that and they're going to start saying, Oh, like I feel so gross or blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and then you're going to start being like, oh, you know what? In the back of my mind, I kind of feel gross too. So, you know, it's just a cycle. It's an and- excellent point. It, it, I say it all the time on the show. Everything is a re- reflection. Everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. Yeah. And so if you're coming up against, you're bumping up against someone who is uh, an energy vampire or manipulative or any of these sorts of things and, and it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You, first, you want to take steps to recognize it and, and then, of course, protect yourself energetically speaking, but also self-examine because, yeah, it's all reflections of you. So maybe this podcast uh, being a high vibrational, you know, a uplifting kind of show this is a reflection that you're tuning into because it represents a part of you it's just an extension of you uh you know when i'm doing this podcast this this is a a reflection of a of a higher vibration part of myself that i'm trying to make more and more prevalent and dominant Mm -hmm. in my world however in my daily life you know i've in the last six months have had uh you know, exchanges with people that are very manipulative and deceptive. And, you know, and I can look at that and, and instead of judging those people, I can look at the part of myself that I've grown through that somehow that was a reflection of some part of myself that needed healing, that needed, yeah. you know, and, and, and in those, in my case, those particular interactions, those people have fallen out of my, my world and, and in a dramatic fashion at times and you know some of my best advice like sue krebs who's often on the show when i told her you know kind of whole story that i'm alluding to she was like congrats even though it was sort of a rough scenario for me personally instead of focusing on it being a rough scenario her feedback was congratulations you're no longer an energetic match for that 
that individual. Mm-hmm. And that is a great, you know, it's a great way to look at it is what is this telling me about myself and how do I continue to expand? And as you continue to expand and grow, you'll see more and more high reflections and less and less of that. And, and you'll, you'll see less and less of that, you know, energy that is, uh, you know, a reflection that you don't necessarily want in your world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, excellent. Anna, as always, thank you for uh, bringing some uh, feminine wisdom onto the show. I love having you and uh, I'm sure everyone listening does too. Thanks, Brandon. Well then, to continue on with uh, Anna's uh, conversation that she started, I would like to play you a snippet from uh, Judith Orloff. And I found this on uh, her YouTube page, uh, her book, she has a book called Second Sight, and uh, it's, uh, I, I don't, she's talking about sort of some of the subjects in there and energy and what, how to read people's energy and, and things like that. So let's take a listen and hear what uh, Judith has to say. I'm going to be talking about intuition and sensing energy, because that's one form of, of intuition is learning how to sense the energy field inside of yourself for your own health and wellness as well as sensing the energy of people around you so that you can make good choices in your relationships and have energetically compatible people around you instead of energy vampires. All right, that's the bottom line. And intuition allows you to sense the energy that people give off. Um, That's why the, the discussion on charisma was so interesting to me because that's a function of energy. It's how we carry our energy is way, way out here. So it affects, it's not just looks, it's how we carry our energy. Um, And there's certain energy that's very attractive, there's certain energy that's warm and you feel like being around, and there's other energy that can suck you dry. Mm, Yes. (laughs) That's all important to know. And when people are just developing intuition, I always say the first thing to do is just ask yourself, what is your energy telling you when you're around people? Are you tired and exhausted around them? Or does your energy go up around them? Very important. If you don't pay attention to that, you may be exhausted all the time. All right, the woman with the blonde hair there. Very important to sense. And really just ask yourself, not in a judgmental way, I'm not saying to judge people, I'm just saying to assess energetically what feels good for you and what doesn't. And that will allow you to have more bliss in your life because you want to have bliss. Part of developing energy and developing intuition is to deal with the difficult points. But as you begin to open up, you get a sense of bliss and you get a sense of joy and you get a sense of pleasure and connection. You see, that's the goal. And a lot of people just cannot let that much pleasure in. You get a little bit of it and it's like, "Eh, stay away. I'd much rather go to my problems instead of feel this pleasure. You see, but I encourage you that part of developing intuition and an awareness of energy is also sensing the inherent ecstasy that is everywhere. It's in the little flowers, it's in the wind, it's in the sky, it's in the forces of nature. There's an ecstasy all around that most people miss because they're just up here and they don't know about it. They just don't know about it. Um, And so part of opening to energy, it's getting beyond your head, opening to a larger universe, including nature, so you can feel this. You want to feel some bliss here while you're alive. You want to allow that in. 
you deserve it. You know, the pleasurable aspects of energy, it can be quite ecstatic when you begin to move with the energies of the heart. The energy of the heart, when you develop it, it's called the little sun in Taoism. This heart chakra here, the little sun. And as you get more deeply in touch with it, it feels ecstatic. And I'm not overstating it. Have any of you had that experience? No. You have. Half a hand. Half a, you had half of the experience. Have you been able to hold it for any, any length of time? Is there a statement being made on this side? All right, a few, a few more. I was a bit surprised that none of you had. That's because you couldn't hear me. <laughs> Thank you for speaking up. Okay, well that's a little bit different. It's about a quarter of the room that has felt that I'd like you to feel it on an ongoing basis. And that's part of opening up to energy. I'd like that to be part of your agenda for life, to open up more and more and surrender more and more to the bliss that's around. And I'll tell you a little story. Um, I was once um, doing a workshop in Kauai, um, and we were about to go into a, it was a spiritual workshop, and it was all women. We were about to go into a period of silence and fasting. I went into, onto the beach, and this was just the sun was setting, and we were just going into the period of silence and fasting, and I was looking at the sunset, which was quite beautiful, and I put my hand on the tree there, and I was standing on the tree, and I started noticing I had ecstatic waves of energy coming from the tree into my body. And it kept growing and growing and growing. And luckily, you know, I thought in my mind, don't think about this. Just don't stay away. Just allow yourself to feel this. So I didn't want it to stop. And the energy got so intense it felt like a total body orgasm of ecstasy from nature. All right, some of you might be saying, oh, that's not possible. You know, but I'm telling you, it is possible. When you can, yeah, yeah, it's, it's possible. But it can, it can happen much more frequently than you think. That this shouldn't be the kind of experience that people hear and think, wow, is that possible? You know, I want you to put your hand on that tree and, and just begin to feel what's around you. Explore playfully. I mean, as you can see from my style, I'm very playful. And that opens up intuition. When I'm playful, if I was very serious up here, oh no, I don't want to do that. But if I was, it wouldn't work. For me, just being playful and being open like children. I mean, you can have discerning minds, but also please be open as you're sensing intuition, as you're beginning to open up your bodies. Notice what's out there. There are a lot of pleasant surprises when you can open up to it, but have the mindset that it's there. I want you to know it's there. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about, but you can play with it. You know, put your hands you know, on the little flowers. See what you feel, experiment. That's what energy is. You begin sensing with your energy, not just your, your mind. Uh, I was going through a period of a bit of writer's block for a number of reasons, and my spiritual teacher said to me, look to the sun, for inspiration and look to the moon for feeling. Because I'm very connected to, the, to nature and to the planets. And I said to him, don't I do that all the time. I look at them all the time. And he says, you look, but you're not absorbing it. And that's different. I realized I was looking and saying, oh, that's so beautiful. But I wasn't taking it into my own body for inspiration. And so it was a wonderful exercise for me to 
be more mindful of looking and absorbing, bless you, and taking it in. You know, taking that energy in the body. We keep so much bliss at a distance because we don't think about things in terms of energy and in terms of being absorbent. Our bodies are absorbent. The problem is there's positive energy and there's negative. So you want to learn how to set clear boundaries and not absorb all the suffering in the world. At the same time, take in all the beauty and the pleasure and the passion. And see, that's the art of learning how to intuitively work with, with energy. So yeah, just going into some more detail and what Anna and I were speaking about. And, uh, you know, ask yourself, what is your energy telling you? Same, same thing, you know, and how you become more attention and uh, I'm sorry, more intuitive. And you, you must learn to pay attention to it. Don't be judgmental. And that's one of the things that I was kind of trying to get at as well. It's always a reflection. So why would you be judgmental? It's just mirroring back some part of you as an opportunity to show you what you need to heal and what you need to work on and what you need to, you know, uh, sort of transcend. So you don't see more of that energy uh, in, a re- in a reflection around you. And it, it allows you to have more bliss. You know, uh, a lot of people don't let pleasure in. She was talking about that. And I think that's really interesting. You can only, you know, I think of the story uh, that I heard a long time ago or, or uh, quote, and it, I can't remember exactly. I think it was roomy. I can't remember for sure. And it, and it said something to the effect of when you come with your holding your bag out uh, to be filled with sugar, it will be examined to see how big it is. And essentially what's the point of the story? And, and I might be, I'm not, I'm not quoting it perfectly. I, I should have looked it up, but um, essentially what it's saying is you can only have so much sweetness, so much goodness as you're willing, you, you've got the capacity to take on. So I think that's a really important point with, you know, what, one of the things that she's touching on is people not letting pleasure in. And, uh, you know, when you start sensing the inherent ecstasy that is everywhere, you get beyond your head and you touch in, as she, you know, we talked about before with moving into the heart. And it's something that I'd forgotten about that she reminded me of in this talk, which is I really like. I'm not going to forget it again. It's in Taoism, they call it the little sun. You know, you get more in touch, you know, in your heart, that heart energy. When you move into that uh, that space, you open up the little sun. And this goes back to what Anna was talking about. This is where you generate and can tap into infinite energy. You don't need to look to get your energy or approval or take energy or manipulate anyone else. Stop that. Stop that stuff. We've all done it. We've all been there. Okay, enough's enough. Start tapping into the source, the little sun that's in you, sitting there beating in your heart. <laughs> that energy is, the, you know, it's infinite and you've got, it's it's free. And, um, you know, just very, and of course, being playful with it, of course, she talked about as well, uh, getting energy from the tree. And it makes me think of the uh, interview we did with Derek Laudermilk from The Art of Adventure, you know, and his tree story. And actually, Anna has a really cool tree story uh, communicating with the tree that maybe I'll have her share uh, another time on the show. But um, yeah, really good stuff from Judith Orloff. Yeah, I feel like the uh, kind of gist there is that... Um and I think that this is the case for a lot of us, like myself, who um, people who live very much in their heads. Mm-hmm. The point is that um, more and more of us are, you know, coming to the realization that we have other faculties to know beyond our minds and our brains, right? Right. We can apprehend information through um, just a lot of means. And, it's, and they're it's, more, more advanced means in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what people aren't. It's like, it's like you have... Uh, 
you know, you own a Ferrari and you only ever take it 40 miles per hour. You don't, (laughs) you're not using the capacity of what you're capable of. Yes, because the um, conscious mind that can be, of course, very analytical, very rational like that, but it also thinks linearly. So we're seeing, uh, and that's, I I think that's one of the biggest things that we're seeing is that the linearity of the rational mind, Mm -hmm. the fact that it can only think like that, right? From A to B to C Mm -hmm. or in that fashion, right? Uh, we're recognizing how that is, I'd say that's one of the big limitations you're speaking of. And then we've got like the intuitive faculties that can potentially allow us to bypass that mode of thinking. So you don't have to sort of assemble, you know, a, a thought like that, you right. know, with like a beginning or a conclusion. The conclusion is really the, the part that gets you in trouble a lot of times with a rational thinking. Right. So I think that that's, uh, if, if nothing else, just take that as the gist from from this clip, I think, is the fact that you can... Um, begin to explore other modes of being uh, and, you know, nonverbal communication. It's something that's happening between people a lot right. all the time. Right. So that's one thing that doesn't, you know, it isn't quite so mystical if you don't want to look at it like that, like, like a kind of, uh, you know, uh, ethereal or undefined right, thing. Right, Just right. think of it as nonverbal Science. communication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, Dalian, I think uh, we're running out of uh, imaginary time for today. <laughs> what do you got in, in the way of music for us? Um, I figured we would throw another um, track out there from uh, the latest album by St. Germain. We already brought a couple of St. Germain tracks, but only, I think, one from his very latest release from last year. Oh, right. right, right. So we will go ahead and uh, play you another one called Hanky Panky. This one's got a very cool jazzy vibe to me, I Ah, think. I love jazz. And before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add... If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. (laughs) Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being. 